Welcome to episode 65 of the Mayberry Devotional, entitled, Serve and Bless Others So You Can Receive a Blessing. Today I'll be looking at season 2, episode 30 of the Andy Griffith Show, Cousin Virgil. I'll also be looking at scripture from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. At the start of today's episode, we see Andy coming into the courthouse looking for Barney, where he finds him asleep in the back room. We see Andy take Barney's blanket, and he tucks the edges of it up under his bed, then goes back to the front door, slams it, and wakes up Barney. For the next few seconds, we see Barney struggling to get up out of bed. When Andy comes around the corner to see Barney, Barney's finally made it out of bed, and he tries to look real busy. After this, we see Barney trying to convince Andy to let his cousin Virgil help out around the courthouse when he comes to visit. As the bus pulls into Mayberry, it quickly becomes evident that Virgil's not on the bus. Andy and Barney head up the road to try to find him, and they end up finding Virgil walking. Virgil then tells a story of how he missed the bus at the last stop while he was trying to mail a postcard. That evening, we see Virgil and Barney stop by Andy's house for supper. Virgil makes a series of goose and blunders by messing up a good card trick, knocks over the main course of supper into Andy's lap, knocks over some more things on the table, and crashes the squad car while he's trying to pull it up into Andy's driveway. The next day, while down at the courthouse, we see Virgil wanting to help out, and, well, he ends up breaking the glass in the bookcase. Barney, still wanting to help out his cousin, gives him a simple task of polishing the jail cell keys. We find out when an alarm goes off that Otis has a job interview and he has to leave the jail soon. When Barney gets the keys from Virgil, he notices that the cell door won't open. Andy figures out that Virgil polished them too well and he wore down the teeth on the keys. Barney jumps onto Virgil for his continuous blunders and storms out as he's going to try to figure out a way to get Otis out of that cell. While looking for an extra set of keys, Opie comes in and shows Andy the cowboy and the dog that Virgil had carved. Andy recognizes that Virgil has talent, and after talking to him for a few minutes, he figures out that, well, Virgil is quite talented when no one's watching, and he's left alone. Andy then comes up with the idea of leaving Virgil alone and telling him to get Otis out of the cell. Andy leaves the room, and Otis is told to turn his back to Virgil, so Virgil can do the work without anybody watching. After a few minutes, Virgil's figured out how to get Otis out of the cell. He removed the pins from the hinge doors. Without checking to see if anything had been done, Barney hooks the car up to the outside cell window, pulls the window out, and, well, a good part of the wall, too. The epilogue shows Virgil getting back on the bus and heading home, with some words of encouragement from Andy. Barney then makes a comparison about how he and Virgil are kin, but they're so opposite of each other. Virgil is, well, he's clumsy and uncoordinated, and Barney says he's everything opposite of that. It's within that moment that appears that karma takes over, as when Barney steps off the sidewalk, he almost gets run over by a car. It looks like that, well, Barney and Virgil aren't as different as that he would think them to be. I want to use scripture from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Peter writes that we've all received gifts from God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul goes on to write of specific gifts also. Peter is writing that everyone is given some type of gift from God in a way that they can serve God. I've heard people say that they don't have any kind of talents they can use for God or that God hasn't called them or given them any kind of gift or God doesn't want them to do anything. I'm telling you, if you've ever done that, well, you're calling God a liar. Listen to the verses from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. says, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given to thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. 
In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, it says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. As we see Paul is writing, and what Peter's written too, we all have gifts, and we can use them to glorify God. Now, as we go back and look at Cousin Virgil, we're shown several aspects of Virgil's life where, well, you think that Virgil is the biggest goof you've ever seen. In most conversations here in the South, we use one of the two sayings about Virgil, bless his heart, or God love him. Virgil is shown to be inept in everything from card tricks to trying to help out at the supper table, moving a vehicle, sweeping, and even little things like polishing a set of keys. And let's not be too hard on him, because I'd suspect that every one of us has a little bit of Virgil in us every so often, but hopefully not as often as Virgil shows it. We're almost led to believe that Virgil can't do anything right. Near the end of the episode, however, we do see that he does have some talents. Andy is trying to figure out how to free Otis from his cell, and Opie comes in and shows him the wood carving that Virgil has done. We then learn that, well, Virgil has some really good talents, and it clearly shines when he's alone, not having anyone watch over him. And he puts him to the test and finds out that it's true when Virgil is able to remove the cell doors, allowing Otis to go free. What are your talents? Now, don't go and say you don't have any. As I read some of these verses in the Bible, we all have talents we can use for God. Sometimes we think that if we can't preach, teach, or play an instrument, or sing, that we don't have any talents that we can use for God. But there are so many more things that we can do, as we can see as Paul writes. Being able to pray for someone is a great gift and something that serves a great purpose. You might not be able to teach somebody about Christ, but you can invite them to church and you can give them a ride. That serves a great purpose. Maybe you haven't figured out what your gift is yet. Pray about it and pray that God will use some of your natural gifts and use them in the service of the Lord. If you can't figure out what you're good at, but you really want to be to serve in some way, speak to the pastor of your church or maybe one of the leaders of the church and work with them to find your gift. In the end, you might find yourself making blankets for the elderly of the church or working some type of food delivery or preparation for an outreach program your church has. Or you might find yourself writing letters of encouragement to missionaries that your church supports. Peter and Paul both wrote that we have gifts. We should use these gifts to lift up each other and lift up the kingdom of God. Cousin Virgil had a gift, but it wasn't until it was put in the proper setting that we saw his gift shine. We each have a gift. If you found your gift and you're using it to serve others for God, then keep on doing what God has blessed you with. If you haven't found your gift yet, pray that God will show you how you can serve and bless others so that you can receive a blessing. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Maybury Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. I hope you join me next week as we'll look at Season 2, Episode 31, Deputy Otis. And until then, thanks for listening.